and welcome to another week of Soap Secrets in Lockdown, take 125. Um, here we are back to Brighton every Tuesday um, uh, and we have all the gossip from all of the different soaps. With me again is Claire Ruck. Hi Claire. Hi Hannah. And we also have Victoria Wilson. Hi Victoria. Hello Hannah. Okay, so let's start with Holby, because it's a pretty amazing episode, isn't it, coming up? Um, can you tell us a bit more? So if if we start with, I guess the, the sort of big thing that's rumbling at the moment is the ongoing saga between uh, Sasha and Jodie, and obviously his daughter, Becca, since she's sort of come back on the scene. Um, so um, with, uh, with Jodie worried that she's been pushed out of Sasha's life in favour of Becca, she started secretly poisoning her. However, this week, she risks being rumbled. Now, obviously, we know this, but no one at Holby knows this. Um, anyway, though, as, uh, as Becca remains in hospital battling some unusual symptoms, uh, Surgeon Sasha, played by the wonderful Bob Barrett, um, he can't work out what's wrong with her, and he's, he's obviously completely unaware that hospital tea lady Jodie and his lover has been poisoning Becca's food. Um, Becca had urged her dad to end things with Jodie, played by Sean Rees-Williams, um, but with Jodie now seemingly doing her best to nurse Becca back to health with hot meals, funny that, Becca softens, um, so Jodie actually asks her to be bridesmaid. Oh my goodness, this is just, this is so awful, it's so awful, like you, oh. Well, so that seems like a positive move, and, and for a moment... Jodie seems to sort of call a halt to um, to poisoning Becca, confident that her recovery will improve her relationship with Sasha. If if Becca's well, then then their relationship will be healthy. Um, however, when Jodie she sort of um, she excitedly tells Sasha that uh, Becca's agreed to be bridesmaid. Um, but he doesn't respond how she thinks he's going to and, and he drops the bombshell that actually he doesn't love her and that they must break up. Oh no, what does this mean for Becca? Because does she start poisoning her again? Well, well, he, he sort of, he says they should break up and he sort of makes it clear to her that he's actually only really used her to get over um, the death of his then fiance before she died, Essie. Um, so... I guess it's kind of a... Uh, while all this is going on, there's a bit of a, a, a detective at work in the shape of mental health nurse Lucky. Um, and she gets kind of suspicious that Becca's condition always seems to improve whenever Sasha and Jodie's relationship is going well. And she's like, I, I'm not adding this... Uh, there's something quite not quite right here. Um, and that's when she... She kind of just comes to the conclusion that Jodie has been poisoning her. Oh my goodness, she gets she finds her out. That's amazing. She does. Um, so, but obviously, since <laughs> while all this is going on, obviously Jodie's since been told that that Sasha doesn't love her. So she laces Becca's next meal with what looks like enough poison to actually kill her. So it looks like it's all going to become quite serious. Anyway, Lockie does some digging into Jodie's background and comes to the conclusion that Jodie is seriously mentally unwell. Um, and at that moment, both Becca and Sasha, things don't look great for them, let's just say that. Um, it's a great storyline, great storyline. I, I love the fact, I just hope she gets to her in time. Yeah, well, I mean, Lucky goes to confront her, but but Jodie seems like a wily one, so you know 
is the net closing in on her? We'll have to watch to find out. Hmm. And the, the net's certainly not closing in on Nasty Cameron, is it, just yet? No, not really. He always manages to uh, cover his tracks. He's like a proper sly fox. Um, mm. it, this week's episode, it, it's Judgment Day for Cameron and um, new junior doctor Skylar um, as they face the investigation into the death of patient Harvey Dean. Um, Skylar's adamant that Cameron gave her a direct order to prescribe Harvey with the antibiotics that ended up killing him. However, scheming Cameron insists, no, no, she misunderstood. Um, all junior Dr Skylar's ever wanted to do was prove herself, really. So, so with the odds stacked against her and fearing her career is over, um, she takes drastic action this week. I suppose the interesting thing about this storyline is that um, Cameron and Skylar are actually more alike than they realise. I mean, they both have parents at the top of their game in medicine who they feel they've always had to impress. Obviously, Cameron's mother was, was the revered trauma surgeon, Bernie Wolfe, and Skylar's stepdad is Mr Townsend, the chairman of the Holby board. So Cameron knows all about Skylar's need to be the best because that's what he's always done. But, you know, and as we know, Cameron is top dog on AAU and he won't let anyone stand in his way, whatever the consequences. Mm, you know, mm. is, is his behaviour going to result in another death? Oh, my goodness. It's all fun and games in Holby. Wow. <laughs> Watch this space. Thank you for that. Um, I can't wait to uh, find out whether nasty Cameron gets his just desserts eventually and and also Jodie but I fear this might go uh, go on for a little while well hopefully not too long because the poisoning can't continue let's be honest well no no absolutely well from one hospital uh, to another we're going to move to casualty um, and this episode of casualty is set in the summer of 2020 isn't it Claire Yes, it is. So um, I, I just thought we'd mention that because Casualty had a lot of storylines. They're sort of trying to tie up. Um, and um, so, yes, so when you see it, it's nice and sunny. People aren't in lockdown. Obviously, when you're listening to this, uh, or the fans are listening to this, we are back in another national lockdown. So it is very different. Um, and um, this one, this this week tackles the, the story of Ethan and um, Phoenicia um, and... Um, um, that that all happened, you know, about this time last year. So um, we started off with Phoenicia joined Casualty as as as, um, as, as an ambulance person in the ambulance personnel. She had a one night stand with Ethan, um, and then she got together with. Um, hunky doctor will you see um and um then she found out she was pregnant oh my goodness oh my goodness and the baby was ethan's you see so pre-lockdown last year she told both men both will and ethan that actually she had she had um decided to terminate her pregnancy um and um and then we went into lockdown and will and her's relationship didn't survive lockdown they didn't lock down together and um so now we're out of the first lockdown and it turns out this week that Phoenicia didn't terminate the pregnancy and she's now seven months pregnant 
Oh, wow. How did she manage to keep that under wraps? I'm sure, when I was seven months pregnant, I was about the size of a house. Well, she doesn't look it, actually. I don't know. I, I looked, you know, what I was watching, I was thinking, really, are you seven months pregnant? Yeah, she's got baby hiding. <laughs> yes, maybe. Maybe she's, you know, she's, I don't know. It, she's in padded clothing. The other thing is, of course, um, you know, she hasn't told Jan, um, who runs the ambulance bay, and um, as a paramedic, you know, you shouldn't really be seven months pregnant because you have to... I, I'm not a paramedic, but I would imagine you have to do lots of heavy lifting. You know, there is... You know, patients are ill, they fit, they could kick you. You know, you it's it's not sensible. Yeah, it's like kind of it's like if you're... I don't know if you're air, an air steward or stewardess, you, you, you have to be grounded, don't you, after a certain yes. time? You know, it's kind of like certain jobs are... Yeah, yeah. you should be doing. No. So, um, so she hasn't told Jan, and Jan's not a lady not to be crossed. But anyway, so this is Will's last, Will's last day um, in, in ED. He, he, he got a bit fed up. He, feels, he, didn't, he didn't feel that the NHS was right for him, and he's made this decision to leave, and um, he wants to go back to Ireland. Um, and he has, a, he has a moment when he chats to Phoenicia, and he says, hey, do you want to come to Ireland with me? And she goes no but you know like he's a nice guy will and he says you know what he works out she's pregnant and he says you need to have a chat with ethan you know isn't you know that was his that's his last nice thing he does for phoenicia and um uh uh he so then he steps in to play matchmaker um and Ethan and Phoenicia do get together and unfortunately instead of getting the chance for Phoenicia to tell Ethan he finds a a piece of paper she's accidentally left on the table saying that she's pregnant and he goes off pop he rather than her hopefully (laughs) yes he just shouts at her and he storms out um you know he feels she's lied to him you know she's seven months pregnant um so for Ethan having a baby is all he's ever wanted a a stable relationship a loving family um so what what is next for the mismatched pair and we also have to remember Hannah that um, Ethan has Huntington's disease and he never brought that up with Phoenicia because she said she had a termination and of course so genetically she hasn't tested no so that's the big elephant in the room he has to at some point address it's really deep isn't it this this episode of Casualty is really kind of like you say sort of tying up loose ends but it's, it's a big story it is a big story because this Huntington has has run throughout for about last four or five years with Ethan and and um, how it affected him and his his brother and, and all sorts of things. So um, yeah, it's 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 going to it's going to really impact on Phoenicia, I would say. Mm. And when Jan finds out, she is going to be in the naughty step, <laughs> literally. <laughs> yes. Oh my goodness, it's all it's all going on in the hospitals, isn't it? But um, on the cobbles. Are there any cobbles left? <laughs> um, what's happening in Coronation Street? There are some cobbles left. So I don't know what you did at Christmas, Hannah, but I'll tell you what I did. I sat down and I watched Bridgerton. And I know that you do binge watch with Ian McEwen, the, the great podcast. And I'm sure you, you reviewed Bridgerton. And um, uh, I just wanted to say that Phoebe, Phoebe Dynevor, who who plays Daphne in Bridgerton, did you know she was Sally, Sally Dynevor's daughter now sally is sally webster in coronation street i do you know what i i didn't know that and and perhaps i should know that 
if you look at them, they are so alike. It's amazing. They both have this um, lovely blonde hair, and they're both very fine-boned and have this really English rose complexion. It's amazing. Bridgerton, I mean, we're not talking about Bridgerton today, but my goodness, isn't it great? It is brilliant. It is. If you haven't tried it, you simply must. (laughs) Yeah. We simply must. And the other thing we need to say is um, we need to congratulate Sally, Sally Dynavall, because she got an MBE in the New Year's Honours list. She did. That's a brilliant accolade, isn't it? Yes. So what a a start to the New Year that family had. Taking uh, taking the world by storm. Yes, yes. I thought that was (laughs) lovely. I was just sitting there, you know, New Year's Eve, thinking, wow, that's Sally, Sally from Corrie. It's amazing. I, do you know, I didn't realise that. I, I have to say that is just that series is just absolutely brilliant. Yes, there was a lot of eye candy in it. Male eye candy, wasn't there? there? And for every something for everyone as well is what I thought. Yes. So both matrons, um, played by Polly Walker as Lady mm. Featherington and Ruth Gemmell as Lady Bridgerton, were absolutely brilliant. Yeah, and, and I think also it sort of had that modern twist, didn't it? Which we kind of haven't seen in other other dramas. Yeah. Yes. So anyway, back, back to soap secrets. I'm sorry, we do digress. But um, Ray's on the back foot, isn't he? Because he's desperate to save his business. Yes. So um, it's all going wrong for Ray, our, um, our villain. He's meant to be completing on the sales of number four and number six Coronation Street. But, you know, like he's been, he's been, he's been doling out bribes left, right and centre. So he's short of cash, short of cash. And houses aren't cheap, are they? No. They're not cheap. <laughs> They're not so uh, he's running short on money um and um you know Faye gathers her courage this week um up and she reports him for attempted rape and actually Ray is arrested um which is which you know this is one one thing you know if he's in prison for attempted rape you know he can't be doing any more of any more to the street can he? he can't you know because he is the he is the driving force behind um, demolishing the streets. So this would be a good thing. Um, but um, when Abby and Faye later see him, um, he they're gutted to to realise that he has been released. So that one... I really hope that the comeuppance comes, though, because I was reading an article just the other day, I think, about sort of women that do pluck up the courage to go and then the person, yeah. you know, involved, you know, ends up sort of getting away. And it's really, really hard. It doesn't sort of send out the right message for other women to go and, you know, talk, does it? No, it doesn't. No, it doesn't in any way, shape or form, because you feel you're not mm. believed and you've gone through, you've put yourself on the line and and talked about something incredibly personal and, and dreadful and and mm. then you're not believed. Absolutely. yeah. Um so okay, so he, so we know that he's been released. Um, but Abby, yeah. um, she's got some sort of major beef with her ex-boyfriend, and and is quite hungry f- for revenge. Always a good, always a good word in a soap. Yes, she is. So she follows she follows Ray to his hotel because he lives in a hotel, um, and um, that's he he meets he meets Susan, the chairperson that he bribed there, and Abby manages to record his conversation with this this Susan, where they talk about money and bribery and what they what what he has been up to, um, and so. Abby's got this on her phone, um, and she she later she she confronts Ray with the footage and says she will bury it if he admits to the attempted rape of Faye. He has one hour to decide. So what will he do? So when they meet up later in the in the Rover's backyard, 
he's not down and he's not out and he comes out fighting um and as abby faces ray she suddenly feels dizzy and collapses as Ray grabs the phone with all the incriminating evidence on it. And as everybody watching it, it screams at the screen, you did back it up, didn't you? <laughs> <laughs> well, it doesn't it automatically back up well, into your iCloud. I, well, it should do, but you kind of almost need a duplicate. Yeah. I mean, you just want to duplicate it, wouldn't you? Almost like, not a hard copy, but on a you know, on your computer or something, or give it to someone else, wouldn't yeah. you? Surely you couldn't be the only person that would have that footage. Yes. All that recording. Yes, so let's hopefully... Because, you know, has Ray murdered Abby? Mm. It's that bad. She's un, she's unconscious. God. It's all go. Happy 2021, it everybody. Is, is. Um, <laughs> and EastEnders is no cheerier, I, I hasten to add, because... No. Well, dare I say it, but is it the is it the end for Ian this week? I mean, things have got pretty grave, haven't they? Yes. So it is it is a massive week in EastEnders. So we've seen over we started really on Christmas Day, and we've seen over the last couple of weeks, um, Sharon and um, Phil have been getting their revenge on Ian because it all transpired in the Christmas Day episode that um, Sharon and Phil already knew of Ian's involvement in Denny's death because um uh sharon had found the recording uh, of denny saying I, I i can't get out of the um the room mum because ian has locked me in it on the boat as it was sinking and and she found it and she she shared this with phil and we've talked about phil hannah about how he, he's a family man it's it's very interesting this because he does bring out lots of lots of boys and he does consider them to be sons so he did it with jay he did it with keanu to a certain extent and he did it with denny despite the fact that you know denny wasn't his natural son the only one he's never done it with is ian who is his stepson Mm. via marriage to Kathy and those two hate each other but just the thing is he is unlikable isn't he i mean i don't know i've never liked him he's like a weedy sort of pathetic character that only looks out for himself and so and that is everything that phil isn't i suppose he's the antithesis of phil yeah. and and it's it was it was quite a shock yeah. really that all this happened but yeah actually um the idea of how denny died for sharon must be unbearable um and it's just yeah. sweet revenge as far as they're concerned it is, it is. So we've seen over the past several weeks then um, that she's been crushing up pills, feeding it into his, uh, you know, into his food, into his drinks. Um, and he's looking really quite ropey. He's looking very pale and pasty. He's not coming out of his um, out of his dressing gown. He's moping around the pub upstairs. Um, and... Um, you know, and she she wants an end to this. She wants she wants revenge, um, and um, so it's judgment day for Ian as Sharon plans her revenge dinner. Will he live to see another sunrise? Do you know what the funny thing is? Is that with um, Ian, he seems to be. You know, you talk about a cat with nine lives. You know, Ian's like twenty-nine lives, isn't he? I mean, like literally, everyone's gone out. Yes. It almost feels strange that EastEnders would be a uh, without him. In all honesty. Yes. Yes, it would be really, really odd because his um, he's the longest-serving cast member. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um, and what would he do? He's stereotyped now. <laughs> yes. Yeah. 
know. They can't get rid of him. They can't. Surely not. And also, yes. wouldn't we have been? No. To, wouldn't it have been leaked by now? No, no, no. He's staying. He's staying. He's staying. That's it. I've made up my mind. I'm going to go and put a bet on. <laughs> online, of course. Yes, definitely <laughs> online. Um, and in Emmerdale, um, Kane makes quite a bad decision this week, doesn't he? Um, and he puts uh, Pollard yes. and Tracy in danger. Yes, he does. So um, there's been, uh, ever since um, the Jamie thing, when um, Kane threatened Jamie over his treatment of Belle, you know, Kim... Kim, Kim Tate and Kane have been at war. You don't, you know, there's always a dingle Tate war going on. And um, Kim's very, very, she's, she's very protective of her son, Jamie, and she wasn't very, very happy with it. So um, um, Kim has, um, she's teamed up with Moira's brother, Mackenzie, um, and they've been um, stealing cars from Kane's garage, which doesn't really help a business, does it? If you take your car no. in to be serviced and someone nicks it. So <laughs> it's really not not very good business. So um, uh, Kane's worked out who's doing it, and he thinks you know. And there's bad blood between him and Mackenzie anyway. So uh, when Pollard brings his car in for service, he tampers with the brakes to teach Mackenzie a lesson, thinking he'll let Mackenzie steal mm. it. You know, he'll have a minor crash, etc. Um, however, um, his uh, his son Nate's partner Tracy um she's very heavily pregnant and she's she must be due any day soon she goes into what she thinks is labor um and she's screaming oh, I'm in labor I'm in labor um and uh, Pollard in a fluster says I'll take you to hospital don't worry don't worry um and so he retrieves his car from the garage and um as they're driving along he tries to brake the brakes fail and as Pollard braces for impact Tracy screams in terror. Oh, no. What has Cain oh, done? Because no. this is his unborn grandchild. It is. This is, this is yeah. just... It, it's, so, it's so soap world, isn't it? I mean, like, this is absolutely what was yeah. always going to happen, but Cain, with his best intentions, is going to land himself... Well, you shouldn't ever do that anyway, hasten to add. But, um, you yeah. know, he's going to land himself into a serious amount of trouble again, isn't he? Yes, yes. And then also, you know, there must be something in the water, Hannah. I don't know about you, but um, love seems to be in the air. It seems everywhere in Emmerdale. We've had Kane and Moira reunite. We've had Marlon and Rona. And we have um, Paddy and Chaz. We also had Flirty Al. I don't know if that's love, but he seems to be charming a lot of ladies, shall we say. And um, this week, Mandy proposes to Paul. She gets down on one knee. She serenades oh, him. Oh, that's it's lovely, really nice. isn't it? And that is the cheery part of the soaps this week, that it heareth and endeth right there. <laughs> yeah. But that is nice. What will he say? Um, yeah. Because he has a big confession to make, doesn't he, Hannah? Because she still doesn't know about his gambling yeah, addiction. I so. mean, nothing can stay happy forever. Mm. But you didn't need to burst my bubble that quickly, Claire. <laughs> Sorry. Keep <laughs> a little bit of joy this half an hour. Um, Moving on to Hollyoaks, um, really great news because Hollyoaks is back to its full uh, five nights a week, isn't it now? Yes. In Hollyoaks, we've got um, Loose Women's Denise Welsh, haven't we, joining this week as Maxine's mum? Yes, we do have that. So that's a really, really good thing. A really welcome new face because I think Denise will be, be a really, yeah, really good she, addition to it. I think she it. will be, actually. I think um, she'll be really good in Hollyoaks. Yeah. She's brassy, mm. bold, got a lot of attitude. Just what Holly Oaks needs. <laughs> That's what you need, isn't it? <laughs> um, yes. And, okay, so 
Diane and Tony reunited, happy days, everybody cl- claps their hands. Um, but Edward is dead, which kind of makes should make everything bigger and brighter, right? But actually, um, his death kind of hangs quite heavily in the air. It does, it does. It hangs really heavily. So um, it's the reading of his will this week. And it turns out there are five dependents uh, seem to be mentioned, but Edward only had four children. So who is this fifth person that he's left some money to? So is it is something going to come out of the woodwork? Is another sibling going to come out of the woodwork? Is it someone else entirely? We simply, mm. simply don't know. I mean, you know... He might be dead, but he's not gone in no, any way, shape, I mean, or never form. Has Edward. He's your favourite. Um, he's your absolute favourite, anyway. So I'm, I'm sure you're glad about this. <laughs> yes. Yes. And you know what? It should be. You know, Tony and Diane should be madly in love and going out for. Well, not going out for dinner, but having lots of romantic dinners. Um, but you know, Tony wonders why Diane is lying to him. So, just what is going on? And the trouble is, she's got quite a lot of guilt to live with, hasn't she? I mean, everything that's happened. It's not. It's not. It's not like you can go, yeah. oh, okay, I was just fooled and that happened. That's going to haunt you, I think, for quite a while, and that probably needs addressing at some point. Yes, yeah, I mean, they both have lots of it. I mean, poor Tony's, you know, he's still getting over Breedy kidnapping him, you know, and then and then um, Edward, he, he, he put Diana into a coma, mm. Diane into a coma, and uh, kept her in hospital while uh, he was trying to bump off his son, Tony. It was lots of machinations so going on. It was awful, all, you know... Really is. Yes. And Toby. um, So Toby's mum, Martine, starts to interfere in his love life, um, which possibly isn't the best idea. So we all know that Toby's very unstable um, and, uh, uh, you know, he murdered Lisa and then he, he ran off his brother Mitchell um, from the from the village, you know, threatened him. Um, and, um, yeah, so he doesn't like people interfering in his life. He's, he's you know, he has lots of issues. Um, and uh, so, yeah, his, his, his mum really interferes in his love life and he really takes offence to it and uh, so he locks her in the garage um, and uh, his sister Celeste watches in horror as he splashes petrol all around the outside will he kill his mum I told you there was no happy news Um, (laughs) oh my gosh can Celeste save save her surely that's just oh my goodness me well what a way what a way to end the podcast Claire (laughs) Whatever's going on in your life, it's not as bad as in Hollyoaks. <laughs> What's so great about Hollyoaks, they always have loads of really big stuff going on. It's really big. It never stops. There's no, there's no lull, is there? It's just brilliant. No. I know. And the really interesting thing I think about this story is Felix, um, Toby's dad, keeps saying, I'm going to report him to the police. He murdered somebody, no, but he I know still he's about hasn't. to murder someone else. <sighs> yes. Right, well, that is a wrap for this week. I'll leave you on that really cheery note, but yeah, brilliant. I do, I do, I do love Hollyoaks. Um, thanks for listening, and perhaps even listening to my small children, because working from home, uh, lockdown, and homeschooling uh, can cause these few issues. Um, but I hope you'll bear with. And um, please do join us next Tuesday from ten a.m. And in the meantime, stay safe. <laughs>